Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're grateful just to, to be here with you guys today, um, the the Friday before Christmas. And so, um, as we get started, we want to encourage happy you. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's already happened. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> great, you've ruined the whole episode. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we do want to ask you guys to uh, to like and share our content, though, wherever you're listening. Um, and uh, thank you for finding us on the, the new channels, but uh, share it so we can continue to grow this platform and just grow our reach here as well. Um, but uh, the last few weeks, we've been on a uh, our Christmas series, um, just kind of talking about the, the different aspects of, of who Jesus was and, and what he came to do and, and why um, it's such a, a great gift to, to the world. And so we want to continue in that vein today. And what we want to talk about is um, some really boring words for, <laughs> for everybody, but salvation and, and atonement and, and justification and grace and, and just kind of those different aspects of, of the gift of Jesus. And so um, when we look at the birth, you know, the, the angels um, in Luke were, were presented um, with this information, you know, great, great tidings of joy. Um, a baby has been born. You know, this is um, will bring peace and goodwill um, to men everywhere. And so that, that was that Christmas gift, right? And, and the, the Christmas story. Um, but, but, but what what did that really mean for us? And so, um, when we look at Jesus, you know, last week we talked about um, how Jesus is God, and and the fact that He's God uh, allowed Him to to carry out things um, through the sacrificial system, right? That that no man could um, do, no animal could do. Um, but um, what what was that exactly that was accomplished? And and one, you know, Jesus is 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 grace extended to us. Um, he's God in a body, like we talked about. But but God presented Himself to creation in order to um, extend grace and grace is that undeserved mercy um, that that we all get and when I talk about grace I mean there's certain aspects of grace that is um, just kind of free for everyone um, and uh, you know it's like steak steak tastes great I love steak um, pagans get to enjoy steak too <laughs> that that's God's goodness just poured out upon the world uh, <laughs> it's a great example yeah totally fallen yeah yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, but um, then there's grace that's reserved for for believers, right? And and that's the grace of Jesus. Um, you uh, get, you, yeah, you uh, kick it to me after uh, that. <laughs> no, I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, here you go. Yeah, um, no, you, you dig yourself back out of that hole. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but but that's the grace of Jesus, right? That that he was presented to us, and, and what it c- comes from is the fact that that we were all, um, you know, we talked about depravity, right? And we talked about sin and in that need. And Jesus is a grace that's reserved for those that of of us that would call upon Him, right, and receive Him to receive the gift. It's to receive the gift of of grace and mercy. And there's things that that God accomplishes through that. Um, and so, um, again, when we look at the birth of Jesus, Jesus was this gift God presented in a body um, to fulfill the sacrificial system, the things that that animal sacrifices could not atone for, and to bring about grace to all mankind who would receive it. You know, Scripture tells us that God wishes is that no man shall perish. Um, and so those of us who receive that gift ultimately are made right. So then, then we move into that place of righteousness. We move into a place uh, of atonement, right? Um, Jesus atones for our sins. We were um, justified just as if we've never sinned. Um, and, and all of these things are brought about through through Jesus Christ, which again is the, the Christmas gift, the greatest gift. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, that's one of the things that makes... Um 
when we talk about Christianity, it makes us unique as a faith is that, you know, we don't, we don't earn salvation. Right. And that's, and, and I don't, I think sometimes that's lost on us. Um, and sorry, I probably should have mentioned that before. Like my, my voice, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have a voice like the past week I've, I've been without one. So it's, it's kind of coming back. So if, uh, I sound a little funny, that's why, but, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, as far as major religions go, major faith or yeah, religions go that, that, um, you know, Christian Christianity is unique in that we don't do anything to earn it. You know, there's nothing we can do. We can't make ourselves. Uh, we can't. We can't earn our way into heaven. And the only way we, we believe that you do that is through accepting salvation through God. So, what's the, what's the reason for that? And well, because you know, as we've talked about before, is that God is. You know, what everybody wants to focus on on nowadays god is love right uh, that's all we care about you know love love everybody everybody just love everybody like we sound like a bunch of stinking hippies um which is true god is love but also god is just you know and god is god is perfect and um and so and we see those two natures in the Bible, right? In the New Testament, we kind of see the, the, the nature of God's love, right? God sent Jesus to die for us because he loves us. But in the Old Testament, we see also more of God's just justice being poured out, you know, on the people of Israel. When they, when they decide not to do what he uh, wants them to do, he causes them to be occupied by other countries and all those kinds of things. And so... In order to reconcile sinning against God, you know, that's where we have, you know, in the Old Testament, the sacrificial system. But then in the New Testament, Jesus fulfills that role. And, and that's because in order to, to be justified back to God, there has to be some sort of payment or atonement. Somebody has to pay, right? There's some, some sort of justice has to be doled out in order for us to be made right by God. There has to be some sort of, um, and, you know, and... Uh, a really good illustration of that is in um, um, this book by Tim Keller. It's called The Reason for God. And uh, it's one of those books I think every Christian should read. It's very good. Anyway, he talks about, you know, in there is he gives an example of if you were um, at somebody's house and you backed out and hit their mailbox, right, um, You there's there's a couple different things that can happen, right? The, the, the homeowner could say, all right, you've got to pay to fix this. Right? Yeah. You've got you've to do something. Um but they could also say, you know what? Don't worry about it. You don't have to. You know, I, it was an accident. I don't. It, it, you know, and in, in those cases, we think, well, nobody had to pay. Well, the homeowner had to pay, right? So some, yeah. he he's going to be out of the um, the money to replace that. And so, and and that's what that's what Jesus is for us is that you know we we didn't pay because Jesus paid right and that's what he talks about on the cross that Jesus took upon himself the, the all the sins of the world um and so that we don't have to pay there is no us having you know again to do you know so many good works in order to make it back into heaven or to, to be justified with God but but um just like in the example you know the thing has happened right the the, the mailbox has been damaged our right relationship with God has been damaged because of our sin nature, because we have the freedom to choose. We have the freedom to choose between doing what's right and what's wrong. And, you know, because of our, our depraved nature, we we're, we're going to choose wrong. And so somewhere there has to be some sort of payment or for forgiveness of, of that wrongness yeah. in order to be for that situation to be, to be rectified. And so, um, there's, there's two options, just like in the story, either we earn it, we, we pay or, the homeowner pays 
you know, and, and, and our faith is the, the one in which the homeowner pays, yeah. you know, in a sense. And so, um, like I said, I think sometimes we, we, we lose that. And, and it's almost, it's funny because, you know, as long as I've been in church and, you know, especially with what we do with recovery, like that, I, I think there's almost a, a wish that we were the ones that were paying because you always talk to the people like, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying, you know, they're always trying to do the right thing. Well, yeah. I couldn't come to church until I was, you know, yeah. I couldn't come. I didn't feel like I could come to church until I, w- I had done these things or I had gotten right with God. Right? Yeah. We hear that phrase. Of, it's like, there's nothing you can do to be, you know, listen, I don't come from that background and I'm not right with God. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's nothing there's so, so trying to wrap our head around. We, we, I don't know if it's just, again, us being humans and we're just like, I've got to do this, you yeah. know, to have that taken away. It's like people struggle almost with that. And it's like, no, I should actually be happy because that was the whole point of the law was to show that you can't do it. And so, um, you know, we, we're, we're very blessed in that, that we don't, the, the onus isn't on us. I'd hate to be in one of those faces where you're like, Oh yeah, you've got to be good enough to get into heaven. And then you're <laughs> like, you know, about to die. You're like, well, here we go. Yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, and, and that is the thing that that's lost. And as Caleb said, we do see that so often that, um, that we think, um, one, we think that we, we have to, to make that payment. Um, and, and two, that we think we can. And, um, yeah, I mean, part of that's, you know, arrogance of, of us as, as people that, um, to, to think that that we can do anything to arrive at a place of of righteousness with God, the Creator, right? The um, He <laughs> is He's He's holy. He's set apart. Um, he He's you know the Creator of all. And in our minds, somehow we can reconcile ourselves to Him. Um, that we can we can do anything to, to bring ourselves to a place of, of being made right with him uh, or anything else is um, again arrogance of, of just man um, now I want to share a passage with you out of Isaiah 53 5 um, and it says this it says but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins and so it's the rebellion of man right when we look at Romans 5 it says for sin enter the world through one man when we look at uh Genesis, I believe, it's chapter three is the in the fall um, there um, that that we see that um, that that that's Adam falling right and, and Eve and they, they ate from the apple um, and, and sin entered the world, but this caused a rebellion not only with them but with all of mankind um, through them, you know, because it it started there um, and it was passed along to to all of God's creation, um, but was pierced, and that's what Jesus was, he was pierced for that rebellion and, and our sins. Well, who sins? Well, Romans 3.23 tells us that that all sin, all fall short of God's glory standard, and then he was beaten so we could be whole, um, right? When we look at, um, when we look at scripture, um, we see that, um, that sin takes something from us, right? Um, and uh, I think it was C.S. Lewis talked about the God-shaped hole mm-hmm. inside of all of us. Um, and um, only Jesus can fill that and, and make that right. And then he was whipped so we could be healed. Um, and, you know, when we look at the, the healing that takes place, um, that again, that that's the being marred by sin. Um, that it was, it, it wounded us in a sense as creation, right? We're no longer um, apart from Jesus and apart from his work. Um, we're, we're no longer in the, the original state that we would have been as God's creation, right? Sin um, 
damaged everything. And and so the gift of God is is correcting um, some of this to a degree, um, and and ultimately all of it to a degree um, later on. Um, but it's kind of this beginning process. God. Um, initiates this work through Jesus and, and scripture tells us that um it'll be complete even at one point you know on the day of Jesus's return um but that's that's that gift of Jesus every aspect of um of this work um came through through Christ and that that brings us this I mean this this wholeness this this healing and and again we do get so much off base of thinking that there's something that we can do out what outside of the work of God? I mean, we're talking about Jesus was God in a body. What can you offer the creator of everything, right? right. What gift can we bring him? I believe there's scripture on that as well. Like talks about, you know, what 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 can you do <laughs> um for the one whose um whose footstool is the earth? Yeah. You know, just that mentality, but you know, we're arrogant people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that goes, that speaks to us wanting to be, you know, wanting to be God. Right. Yeah. I mean, like if I can, well, you know, I mean, think about it for just a second. I mean, if I can, if I can, if, if it's reliant upon me to become, to do, you know, if I do so many good works or I do these things and I'm, you know, for me to become, um, to earn my way into, to, to heaven, well, what do I need a Messiah for? You know, what do I need God? What do I need God for? If I can do it, I'm my own God. Right. I mean, if I can, I can be good enough. I can, I can do, you know, I can help enough old ladies cross the street or, yeah. you know, save, you know, puppies from being abandoned by the, by the road or whatever it is. Um, if I can do that, what, what do I need God for? You know, yeah. that's a lot more. And that's, and that, you know, while it does put more, you know, weight on my shoulders as far as like having to, I have, I've got to do so many good things in order to, 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 to gain entry into heaven. Um, I also get the benefit of, you know, basically being like said, God, yeah. my own God, because it's like, well, I get to decide. Yeah. And then, you know, it's amazing then when, you know, we've talked about this before. It's amazing when, when we're the ones that decide what God is, how God ends up looking a lot like us. And, you know, if I'm the one that's going to decide if I'm good enough to, to make it into heaven, well, what do you know? By the time I'm, you know, on my deathbed, I'll be like, well, I think I've lived a pretty good life. Yeah. And you know, I think I've, I've done enough, you know, and, <laughs> Um, you know, whatever that means. But even Jesus points to that in, in the gospel when, he, you know, uh, somebody says to him, good teacher, and he says, why do you call me good? You know, that's the point he's making. He's like, what is good? Yeah. Who decides that? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we all get to decide what is good, then good has no definition. Yeah. Um, the only way we can decide what, what you know, or for good to actually mean something is for something outside of us has to decide what good is and, um, and nothing can be good outside of God. So, um, so yeah, so, so it, it kind of, you get into the circular reasoning of, um, when you're trying to decide, like I said, if, if we're going to go from this, this, the place of I've got to earn it and I've got to do, like I said, enough good works my good my goodness there's you know the cosmic scales of good and bad and my goodness has to outweigh the bad well you know who's really keeping track of that so, yeah um i like our way a lot better <laughs> yeah same <laughs> you know and you know and we see in, in in god's word again we're saved by faith and grace alone um we've talked about it in the past i don't know if it was on this program but definitely um on past podcasts with uh let's talk recovery that um, it's it's faith and grace alone that we're saved, and and if you plus anything on the on the outside of that, um, that's heretical, right? It's it's heresy, and, and um, but that's what we try to do. It's like, and and I get to a degree, um, you know, my my life and my story, you know, marred by addiction and things like that. Um, that 
I um, felt like there's just no way. There's no way God will forgive me unless, you know, somehow I do something. To, I've got to earn this um, because, you know, uh, whatever horrible thing that, that I convinced myself to do. Well, the lie is that my sin was no greater than anyone else's, you know. Um, you know, the lie is that, that you know, that's what I tell myself. I, I did worse than somebody else. But what we forget is in God's sight, I mean, all, all sins are equal. And so we're all coming from equal ground again when we go to Romans 3.23, for all sin, all fall short of God's glory standard. Um, and so you either achieved it or you didn't, right? There's no... Um, there's no purgatory and some second chance. Um, there's no. Um, there's no three levels of heaven. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're either you're you're either in or you're out. And and unfortunately, um, you know we're all out. Um, fortunately, there's the gift of Jesus that that gives everyone um, equal opportunity to be in. Uh, you know when we look at uh, Ephesians um, two eight, it says God saved you by. Um, his grace when you believed. And so grace, again, is unmerited favor. Unmerited means you didn't earn it. Um, if you had to earn grace, it wouldn't be grace, right? That It's no longer that. Um, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none can boast about it. Uh, that's that's the truth, right? When we look at Scripture, the truth is that the, this is all God's grace, um, <laughs> Creation is God's grace. Life is God's grace. Jesus is God's grace. Um, and, and some grace, like we talked about, we all just get to be a part of. We all get to experience um, and receive. Um, but um, saving grace is, is only um, experienced if you accept it. it. It's available to all, but, but you have to accept it. Um, and, and the moment that you think that you um, have to work for it um, or can work for it, um, it, it's not grace, and you know you're you're stepping into heretical waters, <laughs> and uh, and you're missing it. But um, you know the beauty, the the beauty of the the Christmas gift the, and the Christmas story and of Jesus is that this is something that's presented to all. All have the opportunity um, to be made right and to be made whole. Um, again, this is Jesus was born um, to to give us a visible image of an invisible God. He was uh, presented to mankind. It was good news for all people. Um, he um, was bringing peace on earth, you know, peace between us and God because of the sin nature, and that made us enemies of God and, and divided us. Uh, peace among brothers and, and you know, um, us in the church, right, through through unity um, and all of this. And um, it, it's nothing that we, we could do outside of that, but it's just it's just a beautiful thing. Um, it And it... He was there to, to be that visible image, to do all of those things, and then ultimately to atone, to pay for it, right? As Caleb said, you know, somebody's got to pay for the mailbox. Jesus, part of his purpose was to pay for the mailbox and um, so that we could be made right. I mean, that's right standing, just as if we've never sinned. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing we have because of him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, the only thing I'd probably add on that is, is, you know, to reiterate the point that Aaron was making is that, <clears throat> you know, anybody that comes to you and tells you that, you know, there's, there's some sort of additional thing you need to do or that, you know, the, um, you know, because uh, there, there are some um, parts of Christianity, I guess you could say, that, you know, will teach you that, well, to, to fully manifest salvation, you, you have to do these things or you have to, you know, 
display these gifts or, or you know grace plus works or whatever like that's none of that's true and you know i as much as i like to think and you know i like you know i like the i like the deep parts of you know the philosophy and, and all that stuff like i take it i have a very minimalistic take on on the bible like as in uh i just believe what it says like yeah. i don't add into you know all this stuff and um you know there's no uh you look at the um the thief on the cross next to Jesus, the two, uh, there was two and one chose not to believe in him, right. Yeah. To mock him. And then the other one, um, you know, just, I mean, he didn't do anything special. He just, he just yeah. believed in Jesus, who Jesus was. Yeah. Well, there's that part that Jesus said, you know, oh, so I'm so glad you believe. Unfortunately, you're stuck here on this cross right. and you're unable to do the good works necessary to enter the kingdom. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're gonna burn in hell. Yeah, so have a good, have yeah. a good life. I mean, and, a good eternity. And you weren't baptized. That's right. Um, so there's no water here on the cross. Yeah. So um, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You can't so close. <laughs> so close. So close. You got eighty percent of the way there. You just into the other twenty percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, obviously we're we're joking. If you, I mean, unfortunately, you know, what's sad is we have to point that yeah. out because some people, you know, just haven't read the. Yeah, or familiar with that part, but um, no, he says we're joking and attacking false doctrine. Yes, so. yes, that's how we. That's why we how we roll in this podcast. Yeah. But he tells him, you know, you, because your faith, basically, because your faith, you're going to spend eternity with me in paradise. Um, yeah, like Aaron said, you know, he wasn't baptized as an infant. He yeah. wasn't baptized as an adult. Yeah, he didn't speak in tongues. He didn't uh, do any good works. Yeah. The guy was on the cross. You know, and the other thing about that too is, you know, listen. The, you know, well, uh, again, God is a God of justice. You know, uh, that that's that thief still paid for his crimes. He yeah. didn't come down off the cross. No. Um, he he still was punished for for what he did, but he still because of that was spending eternity with Jesus. You yeah. know, I was just thinking about uh, oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. When the guy gets baptized, I can't remember what he says, but um, this state, you know, I'm praise God, I'm forgiven. <laughs> And they're having to explain to him, it's like, yeah, but you know, you're not forgiven in the in the, the eyes state. of the state or yeah. whatever state they're in. Right. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, except we still have to pay for, you know, like I said, God's got a justice, we still pay for our crimes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, like I said, the, uh, like I said, he he was saved by faith, by faith yeah. alone. Um, you know, and this was, kind of kills me on the on the. Well, I won't go into it, but um, you look at Abraham, right, the father of the Jewish nation and everything. Yeah. I mean, um, Abraham didn't have a law Yeah, and the Bible tells us that Abraham was saved by, by faith. By right? faith he, yeah. he followed God's direction. And, um, when he told him to sacrifice his son, he was like, I don't understand why you're going to do this God, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And he, and he, he almost gets there. I wonder how long Isaac held that over his head. <laughs> Dad, I want the new PlayStation. <laughs> well, I don't know, son. Uh, I mean, you did almost kill me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, and then, you know, uh, one of my favorite chapters in, in the Bible is Hebrews 11, which is the the kind of the champions of faith chapter. And yeah. It just kind of goes through the history of the Jewish people and talks about all these and by faith, and by faith, by faith, and by faith. Um, th and that's it. It's by faith. And that's why, you know, so so don't allow people to tell you you know, you're not good enough or you haven't fully accepted Jesus because you haven't done these things or you haven't manifested these things or any of this stuff, because that is not what the Bible tells yeah. us. 
No, it's not. Um, you know, I want to kind of along this vein um, in Romans um, in Romans six. I want to talk about in just a second, but um, you know, we're, we're saved not by works, by by faith and grace alone. But that doesn't mean that we're not called. Um, some up with that camera; it's <laughs> driving me nuts. Um, that we're not called to works, right? We're not f- saved by works, but we are called to good works yeah. and and to change and and those should be evidence of salvation in our lives. Um, and so, in Romans um, six, starting in verse twenty, it says, "When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the good things you." Uh, of the thing, not the good things, of the things you used to do that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and become slaves to God. Now you do the things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. I mean, and, and there's other parts of scripture too that talks about the, the good works. We're called to, to do good works. Um, but then in verse 23, it also says, for the wage of sin is death, but the free gift, again, of God, that gift of, of Jesus that was presented in him of grace um, is eternal life through Christ our Lord. And so it's such a, a beautiful thing that um, we don't have to work to earn it. Um, and even on the back end, God's grace is so much that if you do no works, um, yeah, you're saved. Um, I mean, you can make that argument. Um, yeah, I believe that if you're really encountered by Jesus, you're going to want to do something for the right. kingdom. So, but that's not for us to determine. That's for yeah, between you and God. Um, but I would question my salvation if I'm if I don't feel drawn to to serve the kingdom in any way. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's that's not a judgment for us to pass along on you that you need to to, to evaluate. But um, you know, as I I I was not um, somebody who would do what I do today if it wasn't for Christ. Uh, Caleb, um, same, right? I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it's only through the grace of God that I don't kill people. Like, <laughs> somebody like, you know, with my, my temperament, my personality, like, it, it is hard for me to have patience with people. Like, if, if it's just the straight human side of me. Yeah. You know, because I I understand the, 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 the depravity of man. Like, you know, and... It, Unfortunately, when you're kind of a thinker, and you know, when I say thinker, I'm not like saying I'm smart. I just I like to think about things, and you think about, like I said, the nature of man. And I'm like, without without God, like it it really is should be just you know survival of the fittest. And yeah. So yeah, I don't have a lot of without except without you know without Jesus, like the sympathy and, and those kinds of things, like caring for people, like I probably would struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and amen. There's elements of that, that that I can totally agree with. I know um, very much so how I was outside of Christ. I was very self-centered and, and manipulative and, and did all of these things to um, lord position over people or whatever. It was very unhealthy. But, um, you know, we had to get to this place where um, because of the work that God's done in us, um, that we were drawn to, to serve and, and to do what's right. Um, no, in We've got to know again. It's not about earning it. Um, now, so this this is the Christmas gift, Christmas story. Uh, that that's that's the beauty of it. That was the good news, right? That the angels were telling the shepherds about, and that was presented to the world. Um, but today, you know, culture, including culture in the church, um, can be the opposite. Um, we have something that's uh, pretty predominant in, in today's society and, it, and it's cancel culture, right? And mm-hmm. that type of thing. We were talking just a little bit um, 
before we started about uh, the comedian Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. There we Gervais, go. Yes. I, I had no confidence I was going to say his last name correctly. Yeah. So, and I'm glad I, I asked you first because I was not. <laughs> um, but. Um, you know, and he made something, that, you know, jokes that people find offensive and then people want to cancel him. And that's just one example of many um, where these things take place. And, and what is it? I mean, when you really take that to its conclusion, um, it's people saying, you know, you made a mistake. I would never do that. And because you've done that, you know, you don't deserve anything rather than the mentality of, you know, we all are morons. Yeah. <laughs> all make mistakes and um, all need grace extended to us. And and that's kind of the mentality we need to get to in the church. And, and unfortunately, as the secular culture grows with this, the church gets sucked into the same type of thinking. Well, they did this, so let's let's boot them out of, of all participation here. Um, and, and I get, you know, certain, you know, if I had a moral failure, I, I would expect to lose my position um, on a platform. But that doesn't mean that that I'm no longer can be a part of the church in any way, right? The body of Christ, you know, or, or things like that. And we, we have to be careful with this, what we get drawn into, um, because the world um, is not one that's extending grace. You know, we, um, God's word tells us, you know, forgive because you've been forgiven. <laughs> yeah. You know, extend grace because uh, the grace that we've been extended. And, and that's that's not cancel culture. That's not what's taking place today. Um, and that camera, we have a flicker. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> See it time and time again. Um, Turn that off. <laughs> Stop being distracted. Yeah. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Um, so th in culture, again, we, we don't see that. Um, and, and it's unfortunate. And, you know, and, and we have to recorrect, uh, we have to correct that because it's that type of culture and that type of mentality that I know, um, when I started to, to enter into the church, it was kind of that attitude of, um, what we talked about in the beginning, um, not just my idea that I needed to do something, but it was almost that to be good enough to come to church. But that leads to the church expecting people to do something mm -hmm. um, in order to enter, right? That um, when we begin separating people and thinking that this somehow we're better than the people around us. And um, when we go back again to Romans 3.23, for all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious standard, um, then, then it helps us to navigate these situations in a, in a more healthy way. Uh, realizing that we're all failures and, yeah. and we all need this from God. Yeah, I, I, uh, I grew up in a, in a church culture like that where you know there was this expectation that um, you looked a certain way or you, uh, you know, you didn't have too many tattoos, um, you know, or that kind of thing. Like, you know, you, you don't take them, don't don't sit in my pew. This is my seat. I've been here for this many. Years. I mean. You know, uh, we, we don't use certain language. You can't, you know, you can't do any of those things before you come to church. And yeah. it's like, well, how would people know, you know, th this is a certain supposed way to act if um, they they haven't been a part of church, they haven't been a part of those things. And, um, uh, you know, and, and so so what happens then is it's, we, we miss out on, um, actually reaching those people because we have spent so much time or, you know, we, we, we've decided this is what's okay. Uh, and, and that's not what, again, that's not what the Bible tells us is that, you know, the, the gift of grace is open to all, no matter where you're at. Now, you know, Aaron talked about it a minute ago and I, I want to 
hit on it a little bit. And it's kind of that there is this caveat of, um, you know, that while there's no expectation that you do certain things before you accept salvation, there is the expectation that you, after you accept salvation, that we begin to, to operate like we have, you know, like you don't sit there and, you know, come to Jesus and then just continue living anathema to what yeah. the Bible calls us to. Um, so, uh, you know, there's kind of like in, in uh, philosophy, there's there's uh, this idea of form and function, right? So like a chair, you know, we call a chair, what's a chair? A chair is something that helps you sit, right? It's got a form. It looks a certain way, but if it doesn't function a certain way, then is it really what it is? And that's, you know, if, if, if every time you sit on a chair, it just falls apart and doesn't support you, like, is it really a chair, right? Yeah. And so it's the same with Christianity. It's like, well, I've, I've accepted Jesus. Oh, you have? Well, you know, does your life reflect that? So out of that form should come function. Yeah. Meaning, you know, there should be this reflection of, uh, you know, some sort of pursuit towards the things of God. I mean that's what the Bible tells us, right? That that we should we should manifest the the fruit of the spirit. We should we should start to try to be good people. We should start to try to talk about good things. You know, we should move away from wanting to hang around, you know, uh bad situations or um you know, places where uh oh, I don't know, you wouldn't find the Christians, I guess would be a good <laughs> way to say, you know, like Hanging out at the bars and doing all the things and all the stuff that, but before it's my mission field, yeah, right, yeah. I'm just trying to convert these heathens here, you know. Um, but you know, and that's where that's where uh, that's where the church is struggling now is that we're like, oh, you know, before when I was young, it was we don't want you unless you're good, you know, good, yeah. you look a certain way, and we're like, no, that's not the right way to do this, we need to accept everybody as they are. Which we did, which is good, but then we don't have any expectations on them to change or yeah. to do anything, um, uh, you know, or to, to behave a certain way or or any of that stuff. And and that's that's equally as bad, yeah. you know. And so um, while we're while while it is good, we are more accepting. Like now, the change has to start to happen, yeah. right? God loves you know. We always say that here. God loved you enough to uh, send His Son to die for you, but. Um, or to accept you as you are, but he also loves you enough to, to not want you to stay there. Yeah. So, um, did you get it fixed? I don't know. I think so. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, we'll see. We'll see if it stays. Um, but, uh, you know, and that is exactly, uh, the truth in, in what we see. I had this conversation with my daughter actually last night and it was after, um, after youth group and she had some frustrations, and um, she's like, well, we're just we're known as the, the youth group where kids are just showing up for all the wrong reasons. Well, th that is a good thing. That is a good thing. And I, I told her, I said, that's good. We we want those kids. Um, you know, the, the worst thing that can happen is um, that we stop having people show up for the wrong reasons because it's when they show up for the wrong reasons that the seeds are planted in their lives that they're able to um, to change. Right. <laughs> to to experience. To encounter the Holy Spirit, to encounter God's grace, His mercy, His forgiveness, His church, um, and, and so in all of that, uh, though it's it's important that we still have expectations. I said, so it, it's fine that they're showing up for that, but I said, as you, I said, you're 
you're an upperclassman, um, you're a young leader in the church, it's your responsibility in part to, to help to lead um, your peers um, in the way that, that God's um, called them to live, live by example. And, and part of that's having grace and mercy <laughs> for mm-hmm. uh, for this, the, the way that they live. Um, and, you know, it's not saying that you let them live however, um, well, that's not the right word. We don't get to dictate how people live, but unfortunately, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying that, uh, right. you know, you just don't like, Oh, it's fine. Do whatever. No, it's, uh, you know, we, we're living epistles. We're called to be that, you know, we see that in scripture. And, and so I was trying to help her to understand this. And I mean, hopefully it moved her, um, you know, and I get, you know, there can be frustration in that because things, ministry's messy, right? The church is yeah. messy. Um, the things we encounter, it, it's messy, and that that's hard. But if we um, seek to, to guard um, our culture because we think we have it all together and to expel or push down or put down or, or cancel people who aren't doing exactly what we want, then we isolate ourselves, and then what do we have? we got a room full of safe people that aren't doing anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, that's, that's where we, that's our ministry is, uh, recovery ministry. You know, you, um, that's the kind of people we deal with all the time. I mean, that's the kind of people we minister actively minister to. We want you to come if you're actively addicted to drugs and alcohol, like that's the kind of people we want to come to our service on a Monday. Yeah. I mean, we're happy with everybody that's coming. Obviously people are struggling with whatever, but I mean, we want you to come as you are so you can encounter Jesus. And then we want you to change. Yeah. You know, and that's the order of things, not to change before you come and then get saved. It's to get saved and then because of that change. Um, but yeah, we don't want you to stay that way. Um, but we do want you to come. We want you to come, you know. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, never mind. I was going to say some stuff but <laughs> about, you know, like it is okay to come how you are and then but but also to you know abide by some rules some some social norms like you know like not letting your kids scream all the time in service or <laughs> answering your phone in the middle of service or you know like that doesn't make you you're not going to hell but you, maybe you should know <laughs> you could you could do better i'm just saying there's a few of those kinds of things yeah but um but if if, if 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 that's too much to ask, and you know, you can still come and do those things in our service. That's fine. Yeah. I just I'll be cutting you side eyes. <laughs> yeah, Caleb's just gonna love you a little less. Yeah, that's right. It's a good thing Jesus loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, man. But seriously. Well, um, I don't have anything else today. Do you? Um, I mean, on this topic, no. I mean, you know, I think that's. Uh, like I said, we, you know, I, again, I think sometimes it's lost on us that um, how lucky we are that we believe in a God that, that doesn't require you to do anything. And, um, you know, there is no hierarchy of people. Like, you know, no. I'm a better Christian than you or a worse Christian or because I've done these things or don't do these things. Like, it's just, you know, we're all, we're all depraved. And we're all in need of a Savior, and luckily we have one. Yeah. And so... Um, no, I mean, that's the uh, the reason for the season, not Santa and yeah. all that stuff. As much as we like old St. Nick, um, punching those heretics. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. 
I like that meme I've seen. Uh, yeah, Santa's like, uh, I brought lots of gifts for everyone, and, and it's Jesus. Jesus, I brought one gift for that's sufficient for everyone. Yeah. So um, that is, I mean, that's what we're celebrating. Don't lose sight of it. Um, enjoy your, your holiday, right, and the, the season. Um, I know Caleb and I, you know, will and, you know, not chastising anybody for participating, you know, with the other things because we do that as well, yeah. you know. We've got Christmas tree and, and lights and gifts for our kids. All the pagan stuff. All the, all. Pa- all the pagan things. we got the <laughs> the pagan winter tree. That's right. Um, to to celebrate this summer, yeah, the winter so, solstice. So I, I have a quote. Do you do a real tree or are no. All right. So you're a piece of crap. I see. Um, <laughs> So I'm sorry, Clark Griswold. Like, <laughs> did you drive your family out in the middle of the wilderness? No, I don't do that. I want to do that. You do. I do like want to go get the tree, like, and cut it down. Yes. Um, but I'm also really busy and don't want to take the time to do that. Just remember the rope. Yeah. Or the shovel. What was it yeah. in the movie? He forgot. He forgot a shovel. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know okay. that. I still like. Was it a shovel he forgot? Yeah, because they. Then he, the next scene is him driving down the road with the tree and all the roots. Like he had just. Oh no! He it, he forgot. Uh, pulled it out of the ground. Well, not a shovel. Forgot like an axe or. A, yeah. 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 <laughs> like with just, a shovel. Like what is he I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. I mean, none of it makes sense, but yeah, yeah. They're out in the middle of nowhere, and then he like I guess drove his station wagon out into the middle of the woods and yeah. pulled a tree out with what you know. But yeah, it looks like he's in Montana. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we do a real tree, but, uh, you know, we, we typically go to like Lowe's, you know, cause yeah. we're suburbanites and yeah, you know. man, I've got two Huskies. They shed all over the place. I don't need something else in my house that sheds. Yeah. Well, if you keep them water, they don't. If you get the right kind of oh, tree, gosh. you don't really deal with it. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, and if you get beautiful pine tree, yeah. you know, and I usually do, it's a Fraser fir, I believe is, uh, the kind that, that I get, so kind of got a whiteness to it. It's very pretty. You sound very uh, bougie. Yeah, well, is it's... That, <laughs> is that the word yeah. the kids use these days? <laughs> Goodness sakes. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah. We'd Merry love to Christmas, hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah. Who's right, who's wrong. Um, you know, who's... You know what I don't have to uh, deal with? Going to Lowe's to get a tree. I just get it out of my <laughs> attic. And the box that it's in. I don't even do it. No, I just make my kids do it. Yeah. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. And uh, it was okay. I like the smell of the pine tree in Well, my house. you can buy. So we have, you can buy little ornament things that you hang on your tree that smell like yeah, pine. See, Caleb, you go to Caleb's <laughs> house. They got car fresheners from 7-Eleven hanging on their tree. Oh, you're in trouble now because uh, Jill is the one who found those and she loves them. So she's going to punch you again. Um, yeah, so you can make your fake tree smell like a pine tree. There we go. I did grow up with a real pine because, of course, back when I was a kid, the fake ones weren't really. I mean, yeah. that wasn't. Well, one, they were ridiculously expensive. Yes, they were crazy expensive. Hundreds of dollars back before inflation. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we had a real tree when I grew up. But yeah, I remember we got one. I can't remember how we got it. It was a really nice one, but it was like a really big deal. My parents had that thing forever. Yeah, they probably still have it somewhere. Somebody look like the Charlie Brown tree. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like this huge deal, this really nice tree, and yeah. But yeah, I don't remember what we had before that. We probably didn't have anything. No, probably just impoverished in our <laughs> little government housing with nothing. <laughs> 
just a little, little bush or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyways, man, we hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Um, and, you know, Caleb's, you know, Merry Xmas. Uh, <laughs> right. Happy uh, Christmas, Kwanzaa. <laughs> but, uh, man, we will see you guys right back here next week. <laughs>